Years ago in American baseball, they had a team who produced the Flatbush Follies. Everything they touched turned not to gold, but uh, just to brass. And here it comes now, and bang. Well, that's gone straight up in the air. Wall won't drop. There's no way in the world. It's Not with me, they don't. I think it was a very poor performance. One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Backhanders Podcast, a podcast in which we explore the ins and the outs of the great game of one-day cricket. And with me is a man who's already moved from red balls to white balls a few months ago in preparation for this one-day World Cup. And you really should see a doctor about that. Uh, And his name is Catters. Welcome. Lightning, so good to be with you. And hasn't this World Cup crept up on us? I mean, I just feel like I've barely completed my victory lap after we retained the ashes and I hired several... Very capable friends down at that Indian call center to just ring random British people and remind them of their failings. So high on the fumes of test cricket lightning, I was abruptly interrupted by one day cricket, like a jaded lover from yesteryear tapping me on the shoulder and and asking me why I ghosted her pre-internet, which was not an easy task in those days, Lightning, but One Day Cricket (laughs) has come back trying to fill a cricket-shaped hole in my heart, and I I have mixed feelings, Lightning. How are you feeling about it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, as you said, Kat, as I, I thought we'd put this one to bed. I thought... Uh, I had put her to bed prior to ghosting her lightning, and I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> I see. But before we get into the ins and outs of that great event of yesteryear... <laughs> I, I can't rule out that it was a Tri-Nation series, lightning. <laughs> Yes, and I'm happy to hand you a shovel and see how much deeper you can dig this hole, Cat. Is all we could talk about the One Day World Cup, which is on, and we are trying to get our heads around what the heck it is, because we don't play a whole lot of this format. We don't care about this format. No one in Australia watches this format. So what is this World Cup, Catters? What's going on? I have no idea, Lightning. I tried to Google ODI's earlier i had no idea what that stood for anymore i had been seeing my doctor for an odi actually (laughs) i believe white balls are a symptom lightning and uh (laughs) but yeah i googled it my vague recollection was that it stood for once damn important uh, which really (laughs) did bring about an apparition of what could either be described as Jabba the Hutt or business entrepreneur Kerry Packer, who (laughs) pioneered this form of the game back in the swinging 70s lightning. (laughs) And just to cut a long story short for the listeners, when we were growing up, 
by the 90s lightning, it was the toast of the town, wasn't it? I mean, you would absolutely leave school early, get to the G, join a throng of 70,000, 80,000 people to sit there and watch what was a very already then elongated, boring form of the sport. But we loved it because 2020, the new sexier form of the game, hadn't shown up yet. But it was designed in the 70s, and wow, has it aged itself, Lightning. I mean, we talk about the TikTok generation now. This was clearly designed for flower power hippies. You could (laughs) smoke a bong, watch the first 10 overs, go out searching for mushrooms, start a cult, (laughs) drive interstate without a seatbelt, and still get back in time for the 40th over Big Bash which I use mildly because in that day it was Booney running two. <laughs> You're right, Cutters. It was meant to reform the game. Of course, to that point, it had only been test cricket. And then comes the pyjamas, the colour, the faster run rate. It went from a two and over to a three and over kind of scenario. <laughs> and it was all very exciting. But now, Cutters, we have T20 cricket. We have Test Cricket, and it kind of feels like the ugly cousin that's left to the side. It doesn't feel like it has a place. It feels like two T20 innings at the start and the end, and then 30 boring overs in the middle, and yet we're still doing it, Cutters. But it's a World Cup, and as an Australian, we're in the tournament. We expect to win. As much as I hate the game, very happy with the silverware, so bring it on, I say. The problem is, Lightning, I think you've got more interest in the flipping group stage than our own players do. I noticed... <laughs> Mitch Marsh, the bison, named such as he was one of Jeff Marsh's two sons, or the talented one, as referred to by his father. The younger brother who never came on, Trison, uh, is uh, the lesser known Marsh. (laughs) But old Mitchie Marsh, I mean, he left the country lightning. And Mm. again, on face value, grandfather on his last legs, it's totally understandable. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but upon further investigation, fifth granddad to go down in the last two years raises some question marks about the guy's interest in the group stage. And, you know, he had time to fly back to the Southern Hemisphere, be by his grandfather's bedside, run the funeral, take his grandfather's ashes on a tour of the six continents, which was his <laughs> final wish. And get back for the 38th over. It's just a long format, Lightning. Oh, you're dead right, Catters. But it's not just the length of the games themselves that have this heap of fat that needs to be chopped off the bone in the middle of these innings. It's the length of the tournament. There's 10 teams in this tournament, and they've changed the format this year, so every team plays every other team. So it's getting up towards 90 matches they've got to squeeze into this thing. It just goes on and on. Lightning, it's incredible. And I think, just to put it in perspective for the listeners, when this tournament started, the whole cast of Friends were alive. There was peace in the Middle East, Lightning, when this tournament started. When we embarked on this World Cup, Lightning, Twitter was still called Twitter. The number one song in the charts was My Sharona. And the president of the United States was George Bush, senior. Senior, Lightning. It has certainly felt like that, Catters. It certainly felt like that. And to be honest, I could excuse it if the cricket was flippin' good. But the discrepancy <laughs> between good teams and bad teams means that it has a 
lower strike rate than Mark Taylor. You know, it is nine crap games, one good game, and you are hanging out for weeks to find an interesting game. I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Lightning, I remember your pitch when you suggested that we get the band back together one more time and cover this World Cup. You promised me cricket, and what I've seen so far has been nothing short of one-sided bloodbaths where regardless of whether a team is good, bad, or indifferent, they've found a way to carve out a 300-run or eight-wicket gap on their opposition. It has been (laughs) utterly, utterly boring. I don't even think the players can remember how this format works, Lightning. I mean, you have some players going out thinking it's a 2020 game, other players going out thinking it's squash. (laughs) The Dutch learning what cricket is on the job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> walking out with rule books and YouTube tutorials. You're never going to be a winner dressed in orange. I think we can state that from the get go, Lightning. <laughs> but it does highlight the ridiculousness that you've got an England who've played the game for. 100 whatever years, and an India that you're not allowed in the country unless you are holding a cricket bat and can wield that cricket bat. And then you're letting in countries like Afghanistan and the Netherlands who have no idea what the heck this game is. And they're a part of the World Cup, the elite World Cup. Could you imagine such minnows playing in a soccer World Cup? It's ridiculous. It's true, Lightning. They need to really raise their standards a little bit. But Mm. I think you'll find, Lightning, that the Dutch and Afghanis thought they were signing up to the Rugby World Cup, which, (laughs) given given the build of some of those Afghani spinners, might not have been such a bad thing. And, Lightning, what the hell are the Netherlands doing at a Cricket World Cup? I mean, call me old-fashioned. I originally thought it was the West Indies and their uniforms had accidentally been thrown in with the Aussie canary yellow. But no, the boys in orange and clogs, which, you know, was a nice touch, I thought, were trying to be taken seriously out the middle. Lightning. I can only presume that that was Kerry the Hutt's bid in the early 70s to get some free wacky tobacco from Amsterdam. But this ragtag team of Vanda amateurs have been nothing but disappointing lightning. They're bringing down what is already a very compromised competition. I will happily bring in the Afghans, but letting in rookies from the nether regions is just, it's not, it's not right in my book, lightning. But lightning, you know where we might see the old duchies sometime soon? Under the dunas? <laughs> No, Lightning, I think you might see them gracing the coveted Champions Trophy, uh, which was a great (laughs) mid-tournament invention by the ICC. Sweetener. Yeah, a little sweetener just to keep those minnows like England interested for the latter (laughs) stage of the tournament after they'd already done more than Dutch oven. (laughs) Shat Shat the the oven. They would have been happy with a Dutch oven, but instead they shut the bed. I believe shut the oven is the opening bowler for the Dutch this tournament. (laughs) 
but this Mickey Mouse trophy lightning is just it's it's like what a boring tournament's now getting together and procreating and spawning off new boring tournaments. We now have a mini World Cup that can be striving to be as insignificant as its parents. I mean, what is going on, lightning? <laughs> Uh, you're dead right, Katis. And for those unaware, mid-tournament, people were reminded that an upcoming tournament would be back on the agenda, which is called the Champions Trophy, in which the top eight nations get to qualify. And of course, it just helped everyone be aroused from their sleep when teams <laughs> like England, who were out at the halfway mark, were given a chance to qualify for something else equally as irrelevant. Yeah, and Lightning, when you say people were reminded, players and coaches were reminded <laughs> yeah. because literally no one had any idea that this off, 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 off Broadway tournament even existed. <laughs> but all of this leads to a very uncomfortable truth, Lightning, that I sense the blogs that I've been reading, the QAnon Twitter accounts that I've been following... They're all right. No, they're, I mean, they're right as in correct, but they're also all right. Give them a chance, Lightning. <laughs> that A, JFK did not land on the moon, but B, Lightning, that Indian cricket has gotten way too strong for its own good. This is all a setup, Lightning. They host the tournament. They pour all of their riches and funds into these players. They have created high-level academies. I know it's a bit of jealousy lightning. I remember the day where in Australia were good at cricket, but India just looks utterly unstoppable. When we talk about lopsided results, they are the only team to go through all nine matches undefeated, and not just undefeated. I don't think a team got within 200 runs of this killing machine that is... The mighty Indians. Mm, extraordinary figures, Cutters, to just have all their batsmen scoring rounds, hundreds from first to six. Their spinners are taking wickets. They are as untouchable as most of their curries. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> dominant at the moment. But, Cutters, it's time we've really built this up. We've explored how excited we are about one day, is about one day cricket, about the length of this tournament. Let's get into some of the details, the minutiae, the stories of this World Cup, and let's just see if we can make it seem even less appealing than we already have, Cutters. <laughs> oh. Got dragged on. Catters, let's move into our war hero and war criminal segment. For those playing along at home, you'll need to know about Australia's one-day World Cup champions, Steve and Mark, Australian twin brother, batsman, the great captain of Australian World Cup success, Steve Tugawar, and the underperforming, and we'll neglect to mention his 90... 96 World Cup heroics, <laughs> to ensure we deflate the tyres of Australia's underperforming, ever-talented, but talent-wasting war criminal, Mark Junior War. So, Catters, I'd like to hear from you. Who is your war hero? Who is your war criminal? Yes, Lightning, my war hero is a man who may be unfamiliar to many listeners, largely because many of you thought this was a tennis podcast and don't know any cricketers at all. And for that, I say, shame on you. You've had many months to bone up on the dark arts 
of the great game. But I digress, Lightning. My war hero is Shakib Al-Hassan, who found himself in hot water, and unfairly so, if you ask me, for (laughs) deciding that the Sri Lankan batter, Angelo Matthews, had spent a little too long getting to the crease Mm. and appealed and had him timed out. Now, the old timed out... Are you familiar with it? I don't expect so, because no one in the history of professional cricket has ever been dismissed in such a manner. Angelo, take a bow. That is something you can tell the grandchildren (laughs) while you're cleaning the streets of Colombo, because that is your future profession, my friend. First of all, it's a fake name. Matthews is hardly a surname, Lightning. It's already a crap first name, I think you'll agree. (laughs) Secondly, he was facing spin. I mean, ditch the helmet. You're not a Chilean miner. Side note, (laughs) those miners were still down there when this tournament started, Lightning. (laughs) Arjuna Ranatonga could get out in the middle on time. Yet Matthews couldn't get out there without trying to face up and claim that the strap on his helmet broke, which, let's face it, it wasn't the chin strap lightning. It was his fake beard that fell off. This Matthews is nothing more than an imposter. Lightning, he's as real as former Australian spinner Michael Beer. Sure. I really feel for Angelo Matthews, Kat, is I- for mine, I feel like the whole tournament should have been timed out before <laughs> he should have. You're not wrong, Lightning. But let's turn our attention back to Mr. Shakib. He merely took the opportunity he was given and he leveraged it like the proverbial Australian wicketkeeper telling Johnny Bearhand, scamper back into your crease. Shakib merely, for once, made Australia look like a nation of good sports. And I think that is a great PR bump for us. And Shakib merely was given the opportunity and he saw the opening and he slotted the ball into the hole, mixing a few sporting (laughs) metaphors there, Lightning. But if there was such a thing as golf, cricket, football, Shakib would excel because he knows how to get the job done. And sure, It might be seen as unsporting, but you can't judge a guy, Lightning. If you or I were sitting eighth on the table out of 10 teams and eyeing up a potential slot in another insignificant, even smaller scale tournament, that being the ICC Champions Trophy, you don't know how either of us would respond, Lightning. I would take men out. (laughs) You would time them out. (laughs) Exactly, Lightning. And um, unfortunately for our man Shakib, who I think on this occasion has been unfairly maligned, it's not his first rodeo. I will read a few (laughs) moments from his rap sheet that I think, again, shouldn't be seen as negatives, but rather having the killer instinct that we loved in our tug-of-war, Lightning. 2014, Shakib, while sitting in the change room and clearly on camera, grabbed his crotch. Now... When Michael Jackson did this, he sold 100 million albums. (laughs) Rules for some? (laughs) Later that year, he skipped a training camp, and when questioned by his coach, 
replied with a two-word text message, I quit. Uh, only to walk that back a little bit later, Lightning. But I think the rude response would have been just to send an emoji. So the fact that he <laughs> used his words as a parent, I'm always impressed. With. I mean, if it was the aubergine emoji, after what had taken place earlier that year, I could understand. And he didn't have his hand on the aubergine emoji. <laughs> exactly, Lightning. This man is a modern saint. What are we doing to him? And... Uh, you know, since then, not much to look at here. Of course, in 2015, threatened an umpire. 2021, kicked over and uprooted the stumps as a demonstration, but later apologized, citing it as human error. <laughs> oh, no, I missed in 2018 where he started literally pulling out the rope that was used for the boundary in a contest against Sri Lanka, <laughs> trying to get the attention of the batters to have them retire as a protest. And when they didn't, he went back to the dressing room and shattered a glass door. Uh, Anti-corruption ban of 2019. Nothing to see here, Lightning. So, my war hero is Shakib Al-Hassan. My war villain, Lightning, someone who's really getting my goat, is... Well, it's not one person so much as 1.5 billion people. And that is the nation of India, Lightning. This country, for mine, has focused too much on this tournament. You know, they've gotten everything right on the field, and I respect that. It's a Mickey Mouse trophy. You know, we've won it five or six times, but who's counting lightning? It's cute that they want their second piece of silverware. But what bugs me is that they're focused on nothing else, i.e., you're hosting the tournament. So you have eight legitimate teams and the Dutch about to show up on your shore. You better be ready to put on a world-class event. And they haven't. Lightning, the stands have been empty. Oh. Most players are dealing with a worse pitch than Hangover 4. Uh, <laughs> the surface is more doctored than Richard Wilkins. I mean... It's all in the favour of the Indian cricket team. Usually, a bit of forward planning would suggest that you would release the venues for the semi-finals and final. In the lead-up to the tournament, Lightning, you know, look, we're not going to travel for it. I would hardly get out of bed and cross the lounge room to switch on the television for some of these matches. But some of your rusted-on fans might want to plan their trip more than three days prior to the match internationally. <laughs> but no, the Indians wake up, call several weathermen and a few other shady local figures before deciding what would suit their spin-heavy lineup. And I just feel that it's cheapening what is already a bargain basement product of Cricket Lightning. How about you, Lightning? Who's your war hero? Catters, for me, it is an obvious one. My war hero can be none other than Glenn Maximum Impact Maxwell. He has been everything you would expect a Maxwell to be. And 
He is a little bit Maxwell smart when it comes to... I was waiting for it, Lightning. I was seriously in preparation, which I will not claim was any more than five minutes for this episode. I thought he is going to get in some sort of 1960s, 70s television show reference, and you didn't. Just wanting to appeal to the pre-Packer era fans still out there for this podcast... Cat is Glenn Maxwell, the modern phenomenon who he has done it all. He has made a first ball duck, then followed it up with a hundred after he came in in the 42nd over of a 50 over match. And then he made a 200. But being Glenn Maxwell, between that dashing 200, which we'll come on to talk about in a sec, and that 100, he. Fell off a golf cart, Cutters, and knocked himself out and missed a match through concussion protocols. So, unbelievable, Cutters. I mean, he is scoring crazy runs, goes for a game of golf. This is a player with incredible deft hands who can do anything, and he can't hold on to a flippin' golf cart. It was just a classic Glenn Maxwell story. Apparently failing to repair his divots, smacking his head on the ground... Of course, I'm not talking about Travis. He avoided injury because his head was hidden behind a filthy moustache. So he got off scot-free, but Maxwell forced into concussion protocols, missed a match and picked up a two-stroke penalty. So, <laughs> And Lightning, the problem was that the concussion protocol dictates that you need to ask people what day it is and or what month it is or even what year it is. And None of his teammates could help him with that because this godforsaken <laughs> tournament has been going so long. But we need to talk about the 200 because it was hailed by many as one of the greatest innings of all time. He made 201, hitting a six to win the game and bring up that double century off what for him must be said was a sluggish 128 balls cutters <laughs> with 21 fours. 10 sixes, but of course, that's not the whole story. The story was Australia was seven for 91 against Afghanistan. We were in the absolute pits, and it looked as though for all the world, him batting with the tail, it was game over. And of course, it wasn't to be. He then battled cramps. He battled through full body cramps. He appeared clinically dead at one point and was convulsing <laughs> on the ground like a fish freshly plucked out of the water, <laughs> looking like a salmon on the ground. It was unbelievable, Cutters. He ended up not being able to move his legs or hips, so just appeared like one of those test match figurines, just swinging his hands through the ball and still managing to dispatch the ball over the fence with both legs pinged at different points when he'd club it to the boundary. He was waddling up the pitch like Charlie Chaplin. He <laughs> literally couldn't put one foot in front of the other. It was amazing. Oh. I think at one point they actually replaced his bat with a walking stick and he was still middling <laughs> the ball out of that. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Lightning, I was watching it live and the full body cramp, I mean, it had to have oh. been voodoo from the Indian cricket board, Lightning. He just looked <laughs> laid out. You know, they thought they'd finished him off on the golf course. But not to be underestimated, his partner... Down the other end, Pat Cummins. Oh. That was a very impressive 12-run contribution, 6% of their overall partnership total, which just felt like it played as a great metaphor for our podcasting partnership over the years, Lightning. and uh... <laughs> It's a bit harsh on yourself, Gattis. <laughs> 
for me, Kat, is I just loved Pat Cummins, a man who has now been dubbed Bat Cummins after that incredible <laughs> work up the other end. But just the clarity, for me, he's the real hero because he has inspired a generation of fatties <laughs> to show that you can contribute yes. to this game of cricket. If you can hold a stick, block a ball, let the other bloke do the work, you've got something to offer. So for me, it was this clarity of mind, Catters. It did feel a lot like our partnership, to be honest, where, you know, you let the other bloke do the work. And of course, this podcast struggles because both of us are aiming for that same strategy. <laughs> but for me, Catters, it was the clarity of mind that this bloke walked out to bat knowing his role was not to do anything other than give it to the other bloke. He, he didn't walk out with a cricket bat. He walked out there with a pink insulation bat <laughs> just to absorb anything that was bowled at him. And I thought, that's just genius. I agree, Lightning. I just feel like Cummins has mastered the art of leadership. It's all about delegation, Lightning. So I don't expect mm, yes. him to be bowling anytime soon. I... Just think he'll be passing on all of his major duties. I saw that he called up Sean Abbott just to toss the coin. And I think that's just showing real faith in your teammates. And uh, I only wish that Shakib Al-Hassan would do the same and just delegate the smashing of windows and grievous bodily harm of umpires to his vice, you know? The problem was he delegated the old crotch grab to his vice, uh, who was less than impressed with the request. Cat <laughs> is my war criminal. Uh, the reigning world champions, a nation you may have heard of. I'm not sure. Uh, they've faded into irrelevance for <laughs> all of the cricketing world, indeed the world itself, and that is... England. Mm. As I said, reigning world champions and not just the reigning champions. This is a team who have been mavericks in white ball cricket over the last few years, have taken it to new heights, new levels with incredible hitting. They've mastered baseball. They have been amazing and they won the previous tournament here to defend it. And I yesterday, Cutters, heard an English commentator describe this World Cup effort, an effort in which they've been on the bottom of the table for most of the tournament, only to crawl their way up to seventh in this last match. He described this as the worst defence by a reigning champ in a World Cup of any sport ever. <laughs> it's just, it was extremely pleasant to my ears. So yes. we just didn't see this coming. To be this bad, this quick, and I've loved every minute of it to see Johnny bare hands, not keeping in this format and not knowing where he was supposed to stand to drop all these catches. To see Root <laughs> unable to score a run, getting nutmegged, bowled clean between the legs, <laughs> attempting the reverse sweep against the Netherlands. We had a Joss Butler who averaged less than 15, I think, cutters. I mean, he might as well have sent his own butler out to bat for all the good it would have done. <laughs> Guys like Livingston and Moeen Ali and Wokes and Curran, Stokes all fail, all below their best, all making me extremely aroused. It was just <laughs> totally unexpected and joyous at the same time. Brilliant this morning was Joe Root and how he just owned the game. He ran the game, he was pure quality and he just owned that space. And just had all of this lot, we're just scratching the heads going, what do we do? Well, he's out now. He got 40. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on. Well, my friend, we need to sign off, and we do so through our final segment, the LBO, Last Backhander's Opinion. 
We move after what has felt like many months, many years, into a knockout phase, finally out of the group phase, with two semi-finals, and that is India to play New Zealand and Australia to play South Africa. So it is incredible, Cutters, that Australia are here after the first two matches in which we lost. We looked an absolute rabble. We have since peeled off seven consecutive wins, moving the team to dizzying heights. So much so, Steve Smith has got vertigo, but barring <laughs> any other freak illnesses, we should, Cutters, be in with a shake against the South Africans as the perennial bed crappers. So bets are being taken on how the hell they are going to lose this game. They have looked unbelievable this tournament runs wickets and yet they just gave us a hint of what's to come when they absolutely fell over against the dutch and got pants so they have just given us that little reminder of exactly how this semi-final is going to play out and aren't we there for it cutters it will be <laughs> one of the great stumbles so oh nothing gets me more excited i'm with you lightning i just feel like it's a few months of my life I could have done without when you consider that the four nations we all predicted have made the semifinals just <laughs> give me the knockout stage for so long, like a prized fighter at the end of the ninth. The mercy kill, just give me the knockout hit. That is all I have wanted, Lightning. I've sat through my fair share of Bangladesh v Afghanistan's, my Netherlands v Sri Lanka's lightning, my Zimbabwe v West Indies, which I then realized was a replay from the 96 World Cup. So I guess some of this elongated tournament I've brought upon myself lightning, but <laughs> when we beat South Africa, and it's not a question of if, it'll be a little bit like crossing the finish line first in your local go-kart Grand Prix, only to face up in Formula One the week later in the same car against Force India, which is not going to end well, Lightning. So after India took out New Zealand, who in this analogy are the grid girls. <laughs> so it sounds as though you're predicting cutters and Australia v India final. Let's see if that turns out to be the case. And wouldn't that be one for the ages? Listeners, it's time to let you go. A reminder to check our socials, to spread the word, to let people know. And to sum up the rest of this tournament, we'll return in about eight months' time when it will <laughs> hopefully be over. But before we head off, Kat, is, is there anything else, any other loose ends you've got to tie up? Well, nothing major, Lightning, other than a review, which we always like to read them out when we receive mm. reviews on Apple Podcasts or other similar platforms. So get on there and write a review like Lorinho 22 who just posted, bring back the tennis lads, cricket, question mark, sleep emoji. Thank you, Lorinho. Uh, initially, we thought that was a criticism, but having endured the same World Cup as you, we share those sentiments. <laughs> Catters, it is time to bid adieu to our listeners and hopefully when we rejoin you, Australia may have some silverware or at the very least we may have another good reason to resent India. But in the meantime, <laughs> before we hear from you again, just remember to play straight, to watch the ball, to use your feet, to, to play under your eye line, to play in the V, to, How to, is to that? build an innings. To, oh, damn, timed out.